Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. No guest with me today, which means you're stuck with me. And today, I'm going to try to simplify nutrition as much as possible. This is one of the main goals of the podcast, to simplify nutrition, because nutrition can be very confusing and very overwhelming, especially when you throw your questions into Google and you have 20 different answers, and then you're even more overwhelmed and confused because you don't know which one to pick. Now, today I'm going to teach you how to build a balanced plate. This is a very simple concept, but the thing is, when it comes to nutrition, most people are not doing the simple things consistently. So let's keep it simple, but let's, let's do it. Let's implement it, and let's be consistent. Now, most registered dietitians will teach their clients how to build a balanced plate, and everyone has their own way of doing it, but they're all going to be pretty similar. So today I'm going to teach you the balanced plate method in the way that I teach my clients and athletes, and hopefully this will resonate with you. Quick reminder that there are three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat. However, when it comes to building a balanced plate, I want to get a little bit more specific because not all protein, carbs, and fats are created equal. And when we get a little bit more specific here in a minute, this is going to ensure that we promote blood sugar balance and get as many nutrients as possible. So, the main three components of a balanced plate or a balanced meal are going to include protein, colorful fruits and veggies, and fiberful carbohydrates. The simple or quick way to say this is protein, carb, color. Protein, carb, and color, or PCC. When I work with athletes, I say, let's build a PCC plate. You might be wondering, Danny, what about the fats? You just said that there are three macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat, and you didn't mention fat as a component of the plate. Yes, fats are an essential component of a balanced meal, but because fat is naturally found within animal protein and it's often used to flavor and cook food, it tends to find its way into a meal with minimal effort. So when we're building a balanced plate, if we have protein, carb, and color, we're likely going to end up with fats without even trying. And when we do some specific examples at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, this is all going to come together because most of the time, we're not even going to need to add a fat in order 
to make sure that it's a part of a meal. The other reason that I'm not including it in the three main components of the balanced plate is because fats are a very concentrated source of energy. And what that means is there's a lot of calories in a very, very small serving. For example, peanut butter. When you use peanut butter at breakfast, it's about the size of a tablespoon. You're not putting a big chunk, like a giant cup's worth of peanut butter on your plate, but that one cup serving makes sense for carbs, protein, and color. It makes sense to eat a cup of rice or a cup of fruit or a cup of shredded chicken. But when it comes to fat, the serving size is so small that you often won't see it when you're looking at a plate breakdown just because it's so small. And the other reason that I already mentioned, it's it's almost always going to find its way into a plate. So before we go over some specific examples for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, let's just list off a few foods from each category. Let's start with protein. We got chicken, turkey, fish, shellfish, beef, pork, eggs, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, beans, lentils, and protein powder. There's more, but again, let's keep it simple and let's just name a few. When I mentioned not all proteins are created equal, what we're looking for, especially when it comes to protein from animal sources, so meats and dairy, we want to look for leaner protein options. For example, if you're buying pork or beef, you want to look for the the term loin at the end of the word. So for example, pork tenderloin and beef tenderloin are going to be leaner cuts of beef and pork. So there's going to be less fat. And then when you're buying ground meat, like ground turkey or ground beef, we want to look for the options that are at least 93% lean. So 93% lean ground turkey or 95% lean ground beef. Let's move on to carbohydrates. Technically, fruits and vegetables are a part of the carb macronutrient because there's only three macros, protein, carbs, and fat, and fruits and veggies would fall under that carbohydrate macronutrient umbrella. But for the sake of making sure we get enough fruits and veggies on our plate, we separate them. So when I say fiberful carbohydrates, we're looking for grains and starches that have fiber, and then we're going to keep the fruits and vegetables separate to make sure we're getting them in because... That is something that we struggle with in America. Only 10% of Americans are getting enough fruits and veggies. So if it's not its own component on the plate, we're probably not going to get them in. Now let's come back to carbs, which we could refer to as grains and starches, if that makes most more sense to you. So examples, oatmeal, bread, bagels, English muffins, rice, quinoa, potatoes, tortillas, cereal, pancakes, waffles, granola, crackers, and corn. Yes, 
Corn is a grain, not a vegetable. And when I say fiberful carb, what I mean is we want to look for whole grains most of the time, or if you're looking at a nutrition facts label, look for grains and starches that have at least three grams of fiber per serving on the nutrition facts label. So if you're in the bread aisle and you want to find a fiberful carbohydrate bread, look at the label and ask yourself, is there at least three grams of fiber per slice? If yes, that counts as your fiberful carbohydrate. Now, fiber is not only found in whole grains, you can also find fiber in most wholesome plant foods like fruits, veggies, nuts, seeds, and avocado. Let's move on to our color, our fruits and veggies. We know these best. Apples, bananas, oranges, berries, pineapples, asparagus, bell peppers, cucumber, carrots, and many more. So that's our protein, our fiberful carbohydrates, and our color. Now, I'm going to list some fats just so that you know who they are. We got avocado, olives, coconut, all of their respective oils. So avocado oil, olive oil, coconut oil, butter, all the other oils I didn't mention, cheese, cream, sour cream, nut butter, like peanut butter and almond butter, and nuts and seeds. So these are examples of fat. And as you can see, most of these, when we eat them, they're in relatively small amounts, like our sour cream or seeds, for example. When we're adding chia seeds to our smoothie, we're not adding a cup. We're usually adding one to two tablespoons. And this leads perfectly into my next point, that nutrition is not black and white. So we just went over a very quick refresher of macronutrients, protein, carbs, and fat, and the components of a balanced meal, protein, carb, color. But the thing is, is that nutrition is one big gray area, and I think this is where most people get confused. Because even though the three macros are protein, carbs, and fat, most foods are a combination of two to three macronutrients. For example, eggs. One egg will give you six grams of protein and five grams of fat. So eggs are protein and fat combined. Salmon is another one that's very similar. Salmon is a protein, but it's a high-fat protein. And like I said before, most animal proteins, like meat and dairy, will contain fat. So if you've got some animal protein on your plate, chances are the fat is coming with it, unless you have non-fat dairy or an extremely, extremely lean piece of fish or maybe chicken breast, or 99% ground turkey. But the thing about not having some fat is that you often don't have a lot of flavor because fat 
equals flavor. That's something I mentioned earlier, is fat is used to flavor food. Well, when we have lower fat cuts of meat or lower fat dairy, it often doesn't taste as good. So sometimes it's about finding a balance. Other foods that are combinations of macros, beans and lentils. So beans and lentils fall under the protein category because they have protein, but they also fall under the carbohydrate family because they're a good source of carbohydrates. They're also very high in fiber. And then we have foods like nuts. So mixed nuts. Nuts have protein, fat, and carbs. So here we have three macros in one food. Since this can get confusing, when it comes to building a balanced meal, our main focus is going to be protein, color, and carbs, or protein, colorful fruits and veggies, and fiberful carbs. And when we go over the examples, I'll start with those categories. I'll ask, what's the protein? What's the carb? What's the color? And then I will explain what the fat and fiber sources are. Because chances are, if we have colorful fruits and veggies and we have grains and starches that have decent amounts of fiber because we're choosing whole grains, we're not going to have to put much effort into getting fiber in because fiber is naturally found in whole grains, fruits, and veggies. So if you're getting whole grains, fruit, and veggies at a meal, you should check that box for the fiber. And if we have an animal protein or if we're cooking with fats, the fat is just going to find its way in. So let's do two to three examples for breakfast, lunch, and dinner to put all of this information together. Let's start with breakfast and one of my favorites, a yogurt bowl or yogurt parfait. So what's the protein? Greek yogurt. What's the carb? Granola. What's the color? Berries. So protein, carb, color, Greek yogurt, granola, and berries. Now when it comes to Greek yogurt, what you want to do is look for a Greek yogurt that's higher in protein. Yogurt is one of those things where it is extremely true that not all yogurts are created equal. Some yogurts have four grams of protein and some have 25. Some have loads and loads of sugar and some have very minimal sugar. You probably want to stick with the Greek yogurt that has more protein than sugar. I tell my athletes all the time, if your yogurt has more sugar than protein or double the sugar compared to the protein, that's dessert. (laughs) That is not a fuel yogurt. That is a fun yogurt because we teach them fun versus fuel foods. So Greek yogurt, ideally higher protein than sugar. Bonus points if the protein is double the sugar. A few of my favorites are the Oikos Triple Zero and the Oikos Pro. Those come in a black container. Those are 15 to 20 grams of protein. I think the sugar is about 6 grams. And then Ratio Yogurt, that's a 5.3 ounce cup, and that's going to give you 25 grams of protein. I also like the Chobani Complete Drinkable Yogurts. Great for busy people on the go, and those are going to give you 20 grams of protein. So that's my little spiel on Greek yogurt. Now, when it comes to granola, 
They're not all created equal. Some of them have way more sugar. Some of them are low fat. I try to look for granola that simply has at least three grams of fiber. And ideally, we get four plus grams of protein. Nowadays, there are protein granola options such as Nature Valley protein granola and Kind protein granola. This is what a lot of our clients will add to the yogurt just to get a few more grams of protein. And then we have our berries. That's our color. Berries are also going to give us fiber. So when we ask ourselves, where's the fat coming from? Granola will almost always have fat. I don't think I've ever seen a granola that has zero fat. Just because granola is typically oats, nuts, and seeds. And sometimes even oil is used to make granola. Like coconut oil, for example. So granola is going to provide some fat. And then depending on the yogurt, you may or may not get some fat. If it's non-fat Greek yogurt, it's going to be zero fat. But if you're having the ratio yogurt, for example, or a 2% or whole milk Greek yogurt, there's going to be some fat in there. As for the fiber, we already talked about it. Look for a granola that has at least 3 grams of fiber per serving. And then berries are a very good source of fiber. Blackberries will give you about 7 grams of fiber per cup. And raspberries about 8 grams of fiber per cup. So berries are a very simple, delicious way to get your fiber for the day. The daily recommended amount is 20 to 30 grams. So let's get at least 20. And with a cup of raspberries, you're almost halfway there. Let's move on to example number two, a breakfast sandwich. So protein, carb, color. Protein is going to be the eggs. The carb is going to be the English muffin. And to add some color, I can add a slice of tomato or a handful of spinach. I can even chop up veggies or I can throw it into the eggs if I'm going to scramble those eggs. What is the fat? If you're using whole eggs, fat is in the egg yolk. Most people also add cheese or avocado to their breakfast sandwiches. Cheese and avocado are both fats. Cheese is going to provide a little bit of additional protein and avocado is also going to provide a pretty good amount of fiber. So where's the fiber? The avocado, which we just talked about, and if you're having a whole grain English muffin or whole grain toast or or whole grain bagel for your breakfast sandwich, you'll likely get about three grams per serving there. Let's move on to one of my favorite breakfast options, which is oatmeal. I like to make my oatmeal with banana and peanut butter, so let's break that down. Oatmeal would be the carb, banana would be the color, peanut butter is a fat, and it's going to provide some protein. And I know a lot of our clients, when they first start working with us, usually for breakfast they'll have peanut butter toast or oatmeal with peanut butter, which is great, but that's not going to give us that much protein. And when it comes to meals, we want to aim to get 20 to 40 grams of protein at each meal. And two tablespoons of peanut butter is only going to give you seven to eight grams, and that's 200 calories worth. 
So when I have my breakfast and I do oatmeal with banana and peanut butter, I make sure to add a protein. So that might be a Greek yogurt, that might be a protein shake, that might be eggs, but usually I go the yogurt or the protein shake route to pair with my oatmeal. One of my favorite brands for ready-to-drink protein shakes is the Orgain brand, which you can find pretty much anywhere, Walmart, Target, Sam's Club. So protein carb color, protein is going to be a protein shake in this case, carb is going to be the oatmeal, color is going to be the banana. Where's the fat? It's in the peanut butter. Where's the fiber? It's going to be in the oatmeal. Let's move on to lunch examples. So yesterday, I did one of my favorite easy meal preps, say chicken sausage sheet pan meal. So the protein is chicken sausage, the carb is sweet potato, and the color is an assortment of roasted veggies. Sometimes I get lucky, and at Aldi's, they have these ready-to-roast frozen bags of sweet potatoes and Mediterranean veggies. They were not there last time. I think I told too many people about it on the podcast that they're always sold out. So in this case, just get some regular sweet potatoes, peel them up, chop them up, and then veggies. So what is the fat? The fat is the olive oil or the oil used to roast the potatoes and the veggies. Where's the fiber? Potatoes have some fiber, especially if you leave the skin on, and veggies also provide fiber. So that's a very, very simple meal prep. It's on my Instagram page. In the show notes, I'll put the link to that exact meal prep recipe. My next favorite lunch, especially for busy people on the go, is making an adult Lunchable. I love doing this when I go out of town for the weekend and I come back and it's Sunday night and the last thing I want to do is meal prep or buy a bunch of things from the grocery store when work starts the next day. So adult Lunchable, basically like the kid Lunchables, but a little bit healthier and higher in protein. My favorite combinations are cottage cheese as the protein. One cup is going to give you 26 to 28 grams. For a carb, I love flavored Triscuit crackers. And then for color, right now it's summer, so I'm all about the watermelon and mini cucumbers. So where's the fat? I use 2% cottage cheese, so there's going to be fat in the cottage cheese. Crackers will almost always provide some fat. And if you're having veggies and you're dunking them in ranch because ranch makes everything better, then there's also going to be fat in the ranch. Where's the fiber? Depending on the crackers, there may or may not be fiber. Triscuits have three grams of fiber per serving, which is one of the reasons I love Triscuits. So that's where I'm going to get some of my fiber. And then your fruits and veggies in your adult Lunchable will likely provide some fiber as well. Let's move on to dinner. Example one, we got salmon, rice, and asparagus. Salmon is the protein, rice is the carb, and asparagus is the color. Where's the fat? Salmon is a fatty fish, so that's going to provide us with some omega-3 fats. 
And then if we're going to use some oil to saute or roast the asparagus, that's going to add some fat as well. Where's the fiber? Asparagus has some fiber. If you're using a whole grain rice or wild rice, there will be some fiber in there. Now, we get asked this question a lot. Danny, can I just have white rice? I like it so much better. Brown rice is kind of dry. I don't really love it. I'm just doing it because I should. Yes, you can have white sticky rice or jabasman rice if you're gonna go with a more refined option as your carb. Because some people just wanna have a white bread BLT sandwich and that's okay. So, if you're going to go that route, if you're going to have a white carb or a refined carb with little to no fiber, just make sure that you're getting fiber elsewhere from fruits, veggies, avocado. So, in this case, if I did jasmine rice, I would be still getting some fiber from the asparagus. So, I'm all set there. Let's do a classic Midwest dinner meat and potatoes. So we got steak, potatoes, and broccoli. So steak is the protein, potatoes are the carb. We're going to do a baked potato, and broccoli is the color. Where's the fat? Steak naturally contains fat. Remember, most animal proteins are going to contain fat. The way that I used to teach this when I first started off as a dietitian seven years ago, we used to teach the less legs, the leaner, to help people remember which protein sources are going to be leaner options. So what less le- the less legs, the leaner means is the less legs the animal, typically the leaner the protein source. So beef and pork have four legs. So that's going to be your higher fat cuts of meat, like steak and bacon, for example. And then you have chicken and turkey. Those have two legs. It's going to be a little bit leaner. And then most of your fish and shellfish, no legs for the most part. We have some exceptions, of course. Uh, But typically your fish have no legs and that's going to be your leaner proteins, especially white fish. Now, I know that salmon, we already talked about salmon has quite a bit of fat, but it's omega-3 fat, which is not the same as the fat that we're getting from bacon. So besides the steak, where else is the fat coming from? Well, I don't know about you, but when I have a baked potato, I'm definitely adding butter. So that's where some fat would come from. Some people like to add sour cream. That's another source of fat. If you're cooking your veggie with oil or if you're putting butter on your veggies, then that would also count as a fat source as well. Where's the fiber? We mentioned this before, potatoes, especially if the skin is still on, which it usually is with a baked potato, you're going to get some fiber, and then the broccoli is also going to be color. Oftentimes, especially in the Midwest, people will say, well, Danny, I had a a color, I had a veggie, I had steak potatoes and corn. We talked about this earlier, corn is a grain, not a vegetable, So you can still have steak, potatoes, and corn, but let's add a color to that, and the corn is going to fall under your carb category, which leads me to remind you that it's okay to have two different sources of carbs 
at your meal. Like you can have potatoes and corn on your plate. One of the questions I got asked a few years ago was, can I have more than one fat on my salad? One of my clients was building a salad and she wanted to have avocado and sliced almonds and of course dressing and she goes, and she was really stressed out because she thought that she could only have one thing providing fats and that's that's not the way nutrition works. You can have more than one food from each category. You can have two proteins. You can have two different veggies. You can have two different carbs. When it comes to the nutrition, the goal is to build balance. And when it comes to changing your body composition, total daily intake matters most. Definitely wanted to make sure I touch on that because sometimes people get stuck thinking that there's these very specific rules where you can only have one carb or one fat and it's okay to have more than one. Last example, because it's summer, grilling season, let's do a grilling example. One of the ones that I've been seeing a lot in my clients' journals recently are brats. So bratwurst on a bun and then we have some kind of garden salad on the side. So protein is the brat, the bun is the carb, and the garden salad is the color. Where's the fat? Well, brats are actually pretty high in fat. So if you are trying to, if you have a pretty high protein goal, let's say that you are tracking macros, bratwurst are one of those things that it's going to give you some protein, but it's going to be pretty high in calories. So for example, a popular brand of brats are Grillums, and just one little cheddar Grillums link is about 300 calories, and you're only getting about maybe 9 grams of protein, but 16 grams of fat. So if you're trying to include more lean proteins, if you don't want your calories to add up as quickly I would recommend switching to chicken sausage or turkey sausage instead of pork sausage. Most brats are pork sausage and they add up very quickly. Yes, they are delicious. If you love them and you don't want to eliminate them, don't. You don't have to give up your favorite summer foods. But if you are trying to get more protein in and less fats, I recommend making the switch from your traditional brat to a chicken sausage because then you can have two for the price of one. And what I mean is most chicken sausages are between 110 and I would say 160 calories and will give you 13 to 20 grams of protein. So instead of one pork brat for 300 calories and 9 grams of protein, you can have two chicken sausages for the same calories and way more protein. So, I don't know about you, but I'm here for it. Then we have our bun and our garden salad. Um, So, where's the rest of the fat? We already said the fat is in the brat. If you have salad dressing on your salad, salad dressing is a fat. It's usually made from some kind of oil. And if it's a creamy dressing, we likely have some 
egg yolks in there, some canola oil, and sometimes some dressings are even mayo-based. Mayo is a fat, and it adds up real quick. One tablespoon is about 100 calories. So if you are tracking macros, don't forget about the mayo. And where's the fiber in this meal? If the bun is whole wheat, you'll likely get some fiber there. And then we have our garden salad. So if we got some lettuce and some carrots and some cucumbers and tomatoes, we will likely get fiber from that salad as well. So that's all the examples I have for protein carb color. Hopefully this helped simplify things for you. Nutrition is a balancing act and we want to build balance meals most of the time. You don't have to do this every single meal for the rest of your life, but if you are trying to improve your health and feel better and achieve your health-related goals and you want to keep it as simple as possible and you don't want to track your calories, this is what we do. Protein carb color. When it comes to the protein in terms of portions, just to give you a little bit of portion guidance. For protein, I would say, again, 20 to 40 grams. If you're not tracking, what does that look like? Well, 20 grams is about a three-ounce serving. Three ounces is about the size of a deck of cards or one cup of chopped up meat. So 20 to 40 grams or three to six ounces of protein, that's going to fill about a quarter to a third of your plate. And then for fruits and veggies or color, knock yourself out. This is what we want to get a lot of. So at least one cup, two cups is better. And as for your carbohydrate serving or your grains and starches that contain fiber, make a fist. That's about a good portion. Now, obviously, if you have specific goals, those portions are going to vary. But this is a simple way to go about the plate. So if you don't want to make this more complicated than it has to be, make half your plate colorful fruits and vegetables and then get 20 to 40 grams of protein in or three to six ounces. And then you'll finish off the rest of the plate with some fiberful carbohydrates. As usual, I hope this was helpful, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.